Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means over on Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio. It's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. We've got Yoshi P interviews. We've got recommendations for new players getting ready to jump into the game or returning after long-time spells ahead of Endwalker. And we've got our favorites in Final Fantasy media outside of the video games. Maybe not sticking strictly to 14 there but it is also the square enix podcast if you're watching this uh on youtube after the fact or, uh, after the fact or listening to it on spotify we appreciate the support give it a follow tell all your friends but if you can make it live head on over to readycheckradio.com r-a-i-d-e-o.com you'll find all of our socials there including an embedded live player or you can visit us right on twitch from the site twitch.tv slash readycheckradio we'd love to have you in chat chatting with us during the show, giving us your favorites as we go, as I'm sure chat will do today. Uh, and we'll throw theirs in the show as we go. Joining me, as always, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? You uh, seem to be a oh, little preoccupied oh, down there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was a little busy playing this awesome demo. It's 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 pretty sweet. We'll get into it later, though. <laughs> Just it's a little awesome. bit. The Nintendo Direct yesterday. Just Greetings, programs. <laughs> Besides that, besides staring at your crotch and giggling before we could see there was a switch down there. <laughs> there was. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Some good stuff yesterday, and let's get, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo Direct, we had a little bit of Square Enix in there. A little bit. I'm sure some stuff made this guy happy. Mr. Adam Lane, yeah, a.k.a. Kronos, how are you? I can't complain. I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't got a chance to play that demo yet. I'm actually really excited. I have not it. gotten a chance to play it either. I'm looking forward to it. Seen That's lots of chat. videos about it, but I have not played it. And I avoided pl clicking play on the videos. I didn't want to be spoiled. I like how chat during it was like, they're they're redoing tactics right off the top. I was like, this is not oh. tactics. What are you yeah. talking? No, there is no way this is a tactics remake. No. Like, you definitely knew what line of business that game was from the art style right off the bat. Right yeah. off the bat. That's beautiful. It's more like uh, Octopath Tactics. Though. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say uh, Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre. That was a, oh, what a great game. What a great game. Mm -hmm. Ogre Battle for the 64 or going back to the Super Nintendo too. Oh, I got them. Yep, I got them all. I got them yep. all. They're worth a fortune now. They're worth a so fortune good. now. They're worth money. Yep. I got them on the shelves. So anyway, we're not here to talk about that stuff. No. Uh, I should do a video about my some of my collection stuff at some point, but not on this show. Ooh. Uh, Me too. Let's talk about Final Fantasy XIV news. There's not a lot, obviously. We're kind of still basking in the glow of the announcement showcase and the, the live letter here. There are a couple small things, so we'll kind of buzz through the news, and then we'll get to to some more Final Fantasy content. But to make sure we're doing our jobs and keeping you up to date, uh, there were some hot fixes uh, implemented this week, mostly around Bosja uh, for you grinders and farmers out there. Tarkoth shaking his head, shaking his head. Basically, 
it was it was like a porn, right? Everything got bigger. Everything <laughs> just got bi- what? That's not the analogy. <laughs> no, you guys sure were looking no. for. I mean, I mean, it works. It, it works. works. Well, yeah. It definitely works. I so, feel more fulfilled in my time spent in there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The drop rate for loathsome memories of the dying has been increased for critical engagements. The drop rate for haunting memories of the dying and vexatious, uh, vexatious memories of the dying have been increased for fates in the areas. The number of loathsome memories of the dying obtained upon completion of critical engagement, the Battle of Castrum Lacus Latour in the Bosgen Southern Front, has increased from one to five. Here's a biggie. Bosgen coins, and we've talked about this before. We, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. Uh, the battle, if you complete Battle of Castrum, uh, it has gone up from 26 to 100. Almost four times, Kronos. We all knew it was coming. Are you surprised it came this fast? Did you, or did you think maybe they'd delay this a little, a little more into the, you know, late winter, early spring? No, they needed to fix it because um, the issue was, and I've, I've been doing a lot of boss shit because now I got to get the Diable Judge armor, which requires you to get the upgraded versions of those armor. Um, so even if you complete the Savage, you still have to get like the 999 coins or get lucky and get the drop uh, for the pieces. So, but the the main issue was is if you were doing your relic. Um, you had to complete Castrum to even get to Delubrum, and people were having trouble even filling up Castrums. And now when you go into Bosja after this change, good luck even getting into a Castrum because you're going to have 72 people in the yeah. instance and everybody wants mm-hmm. in. So uh, make sure you know where the Quartermaster is and get your uh, get your guaranteed in, or at least until people start getting smart to that and then everybody buys it and then you're still rolling the dice. Um, but but it's not as bad. I think they still need to maybe fix how often Castrum pops, honestly. Because um, it's like once every 90 minutes now, I think still, or 80 minutes or something. And now it now it's like now I'm more worried about people not being able to get in because you got everybody like me who's just trying to get in and get their 100 coins and then go get out. Um, and I wonder how that's affecting the players that just want to do it once and get their relic. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's better than it was, but I think they still probably need to do maybe one more improvement. But this is definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, an almost four-time step, uh, Tarkov. Oh yeah, it's so much better, and I kind of feel bad for the people that have grinded it out already, because um, this is a major catch up. Uh, so many more coins, and, and oh, fifty thousand metal at the end of it. It's yeah, like, that's oh, that's God. next. We well, that was thank the God. last piece that we didn't give was upon completion. Now you also get metal, um, and then also Allegan tombstones of revelation or experience yep. points, depending on whether you're level 80 or pre-level 80, uh, 80 giving <clears> you the tombstones pre 80, giving you the experience instead. So getting the metal more important to people like us while the tombstones or the experience points, definitely a nice little perk for those, you know, maybe a step or two behind us in the processes. Actually, the tombstones are really good too. Uh, it's 50 per they, clear. They can so. be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of nice if you're well, like trying to cap at the same time. Yeah, a little side benefit. Hey, it's but one not, less expert you got to run. <laughs> one less Matoya's relic. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> the, the worst dungeon. It's not that bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. pretty bad. Like, I got bored with this one faster than I got bored with previous ones. I still, Heroes, I think, was like the one that least bored me weeks into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one's pretty, pretty boring. And I think all they had to do, and I said this when it came out and we were doing our review of that patch, all they had to do was after you ran it for the first time, 
make it so you could go with any of the three frogs in any order you wanted to. I think that would have been nice. That would have been, and the, but I, I, you know, they already had it segregated so that the final boss was locked behind completion of all three of them. It wasn't exactly. You you had to come back to the center after even the final one, right? Where there the third one, mm -hmm. where there yep. is no boss, they still make you come back to the the beginning of the dungeon. So if it's going to be gated that way, the final boss isn't part of that third section. It's the standalone thing in the middle. Let me go in any order here. Just that amount of variety, I don't think it's appreciated how much something that small can make something a little more replayable for a little longer. I don't know. No, it would have been a good thought. I think they could have easily done that. Probably make it a little bit more interesting. You'd have like, people taking different routes and stuff. Yeah. I was just about to say that the tank goes into the fire one and the healer's like, no, I want to go water first. So I'm going to go here first. And <laughs> well, then like, wait. That's no. true because there is no jump back. <laughs> Actually, that'd be cool. I'd be cool with Except that. Except for like, return. You have like little right. two-man parties or whatever. Yeah, you got to use your like You can't live through the tank busters as a DPS. Yeah, the fine. tank busters would be a little bit of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, Valention's event, Little Ladies' Day, already started uh, last week. But, you know, I was doing, we were doing our special with Ginger Prime, so we really didn't talk about it. So I did want to bring it here. I, honestly, there's not really a lot to talk about, but there is, this does lead to something that I do want your opinions on uh, in just a second here. So the event is uh, running, starts in Old Gradania. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Head to the amphitheater, go do your event. Uh, on the line is the lovely Moogle Cap hat and the mm -hmm. stuff uh cup 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 um tabletop item for your house that's it so no mounts no minions or stuff like that but as with other events mm -hmm. seasonal quests uh can't be completed when the event is over right but certain right. items as we go along here from previous versions of the events can be obtained in the store's cash shop and I want to get your take on that because, you know, first off, let's get a general take, right, on a subscription-based MMO like Final Fantasy, like World of Warcraft, having a cash shop at all. Like, does that feel grimy to you? Before we get into this particular thing, Kronos, does it feel a little, why are you, uh, I feel like I'm getting milked. I don't have to buy any of this stuff, but if I'm a mount collector, shit, there's mounts in there. If I'm a minion collector, crap. There's minions, or there's there's minions in there. If if you're somebody really really into glamour, certain color, damn it, I got to go to the cash shop to get that specific color. Does that feel grimy, or are you kind of just okay with it? It doesn't feel that grimy to me. I'm kind of fine with it. Um, I'm even like, I mean, I, as a mount person, like I I don't you just really don't feel count them. <laughs> yeah, I just don't count them. To to me, the the mounts that I really care about are the ones that I earn in game. And if there's a cool one that I want to buy, I'll I might buy it. You know, I have the motorcycle, um, and I'll probably buy the the whale because it looks really cool. Yeah, um, but see, that one's different. That is an outside package. of the game package for a totally different service. You don't think that they're going to put that on the cash up eventually, though? Yeah, oh, they definitely will. But it's not. Yeah. It's not. I don't look at that as a cash shop purchase. Sure, I'm not buying fair. it because I just want that mount. Maybe that's my reason for buying it, but I am also getting something out of that in most years, right? In yeah. most years, I'm getting the digital access to all the panels and stuff at, at the, the remote fan fests. This year, yeah, a little different. 
yeah, and that stuff is going to be free. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, it, I guess it, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't really bother me because it doesn't really feel like, I never really felt like I need it. Like, it's not something that, like, I feel like I'm missing out if I don't have. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of why I've been okay with it. And, it. and it gives people the ability to kind of do that stuff that they want for an extra cost. Now, you want to talk about how much stuff costs in there, that's a whole other argument. Yeah. Like, that's why I was going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but as far as it existing, I have no issue with it existing. Go ahead, Tark. You were going to bring it up first, so we'll go to you. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with it existing because it's all cosmetic. Um, my problem is with the price. The minions, like five bucks. Awesome. I'll drop 15, get three of them. Awesome. Um, the mounts are just a glamour for you being able to ride it. And what, like 15, 30? Yeah. It's kind of like, insane. Like 20, I, I don't 20 like to 30, it. most of them. Yeah. Oh, God. If they were $10, that'd be a little bit more palatable. But I, I just, I'm not going to purchase any of them. They're just way too high price for a in-game visual is, is all it is. Yeah, if I'm going to spend $20 on a cosmetic in a game, I'm going to use that every freaking day. And mounts for me is just random roulette. Yeah, you know, I, exactly. I like just whichever one I get, particularly because most of them have their own music, right? And I like, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe you have your favorite mount and or your entire list and you've favorited whatever, five or six, so that you only pull. I don't have any favorited, and I totally just random it every time I mount up, every single time. Yeah, uh, I, I have a mount hot bar, so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just what doesn't I do. surprise me. Doesn't um, surprise me. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just that I guess like they cost more because they take more time to develop. I guess that's like their thought. I'm also like pretty convinced that Square Enix has just ran off the money they make from Fantasia's. So, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I have that's the one like I don't have a problem with the cash shop. I might you work at MMObomb.com. We cover free to play games. So we're talking about cash shops all the damn time. Right. Um, yeah. Initially, I've kind of like always rolled my eyes at a subscription based MMO also having a cash shop. Then no matter how much I personally hated it at the time, it wasn't going away. Once one or two did it, everybody else was going to try it. Uh, so here we are. I do, I do feel like it's a little grimy, a little bit. Like even the argument of, oh, it's just cosmetic. That there's a lot of things that there's a lot of parts of that argument that uh, we're not going to get into it on this show. If you want to know my opinions on it, watch stuff on MMO Bomb or ask me during one of my streams on MMO Bomb or, or here on Ready Check Radio. I, I don't believe that that's always a a brush off. Then that that's a valid brush off. Oh well, it's just cosmetic. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, fine. It is just cosmetic for your character, but there's like maybe not so much for us. We're 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 older. We're adults. We have you know our own finances and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there are certain situations like you get made fun of as a kid in school in Fortnite if you're wearing the default and all of your friends play because <laughs> you're a default. Like they, the it's a derogatory term. So just cosmetic doesn't always hold water for me. We'll sidebar that for a different show. Um, more specifically to Final Fantasy XIV's cash shop, though, how do you feel about the way they do this with like previous items from events being offered there? So when they run the event, they want you to go do the event, take mm-hmm. part in the event, get this mount, Tark, get this minion, whatever it's going to be, and cool, you have the achievement, you have that mount, you were there, you did it, 
And then the next time it rolls around, oh yeah, if you want to give us 15 bucks, we'll totally give that item to you. Does that feel a little grimy to you? Uh, being in the position where I'm doing the content when it comes out, no, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm paying myself for that time and I'm doing the content when it's relevant. If you miss the boat or you come late, you want to get some of that cool swag, you know, you're going to have to pay a little bit. Doesn't, ah, oh, see, I'm in the same boat you are. I do it all, right? Like I do it. Yeah. I, when it, the, the day of. Now, this one I didn't because we were getting ready to travel. I'll go do it this weekend. Sure. But most of the time, the day these events launch, I'm in there. And even if it's just like this one, a hat and, and a housing piece, two things I'm never going to freaking use. I'll go in. I'll get the <laughs> achievement points. And the things can slowly rot in my inventory, uh, <laughs> which is what's going to happen to them. <clears throat> uh -huh. But when it is like a minion or when it is a mount, like remember the Valentino's event where it was the chairs, Kronos, yep. uh, the, the left and right mm -hmm. you know, heart-shaped love seat, right? I had to get both of them and stuff. Doesn't that feel like, as somebody who is doing the content all the time, it doesn't matter if I go do the content all the time. Like, back in the day, Final Fantasy XI, early World of Warcraft, EverQuest two, there were things that you could see a character pull out, and you knew immediately that they were at this place at this time and did this thing. Final Fantasy doesn't have a whole lot of that. Granted, maybe you go pony farming, right? And there's some ponies people can't get. But this is... I'm talking more about the items that were, hey, this is going to be available for three weeks. And if you're a player of these three weeks, cool, you got it. If not, you missed out on it. And that's okay. I feel like that should be okay. But it's not if, anymore. If these events were more substantial and more important to the overall game and the lore and the experience, then yeah, I see your point. You know, you were there for that, but this is a little seasonal thing that's here for two weeks. I skipped through all the story. <laughs> I was like, I just want to get it done. You know, you want to pay a little extra to have that little swag. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. But if it was more something more important, something overarching, um, like a, like a pre-patch, you know, you're here for these two weeks before the, the expansion See, drops. I'm the exact opposite. I feel then like those I, huge, more important things are the items that should be available for sale later if you want, because they were important. These side things, these are great little, they mean absolutely nothing, but if you were here when it happened, Kronos, you got it. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn because I kind of agree with both of you. Uh, <laughs> so you can sit on the fence. <laughs> it, well, it's, yeah, because I, I'm so like I, I understand. I, I guess I don't really understand why people would be upset if they can't get them out, but I'm sure there are people out there. The only one exception I can think of that actually doesn't exist on the cash shop right now, which is weird, is the uh, the car. I feel like a lot of people want the car and you can't buy that. Oh, like, the you miss that event right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if the fifteen yeah, car Yeah, if you miss that, you just that's it. It's gone. Yeah. At least for now. I'm I'm sure at some point it'll eventually be on there. And that's where um, I feel, you know, it was a little bit more important because it was a big crossover event, not a seasonal thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not there, you miss out. Yeah, but see, I don't know, because I think if you're going to do one, why not just do all of them at that point? Now, uh, there is a delicate balance here. Like, you could take it way too far. Like, Destiny 2 gets a lot of flack for fear of missing out for exactly what I am a proponent of right here, where mm -hmm. you feel it. 
But we're talking about seasonal events in this game, a Valentine's Day once a year, a Halloween once a year, where on the Destiny side of things, you're talking about the individual battle pass seasons um, and rewards and missing out. So there is there is the ability to take it too far in yeah. making me feel like I have to play this all the time because I might miss that mount. I think Final Fantasy has a nice balance. I don't know. And I'm certainly not going to begrudge anybody for buying the mount on the cash shop. Ultimately, the money supports a game I love dearly anyway, so it's a win-win across the board. But for discussion's sake, I'm kind of like, I wish there was just a little bit more in Final Fantasy that was not so much skill or group based like your you know your savage gears or your i'm sorry your ultimate stuff and, and things like that but more more like the the veteran mount right that's a yeah, perfect I mean, example the 1.0 veteran mount yeah let's say that's like the only one that exists is like that and pvp mounts right yeah that's pretty much it those yeah. are the only like time gated ones so i i don't know i mean like because i'm to me, they're not really challenging to get, right? Like, so I'm kind of with Tarko no. on that point yeah. to the point where, like, I mean, I'm just doing a quest and to get it. So if someone wants to spend $15 later to get a broom that they can ride on, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't bother me. But I also understand where you're coming from, where it's like, which is why I can't, I can't, see, I don't know which way I lean because it doesn't, it, okay, it doesn't bother me, I guess. So I, yeah, so that's it doesn't I bother it doesn't me bother either, me. but I would like more exclusivity. Yeah. Right. Because, like, you know, I, I was there for that Halloween. Like, I have, the only mounts I've paid for are mount or is the motorcycle. I think that's it. Oh no, no, I have Nero's Magitek armor. That's it. Those two things. Mm. Um, the rest I've like just been there. Uh, and then other otherwise I'm not gonna spend thirty bucks on like a horse or or something like that. But yeah, I, I mean I kind of get like it kind of like devalues it a little bit, I guess. But at the same time, I I never really had much value for it in the first place. I guess. that's kind of where I'm at. I just find it kind of weird, Tark, that like the the cash shop exclusive mounts have no way of being obtainable in game, so they're they don't mind doing an exclusive the other way, where sure. you can't get this in game, you can only get it from the cash shop. Well, then, okay, let's put some on our side of the board. You had to have been here. Sorry, you had to have played the game. Sorry, and, and I would say hey let's do that with Asgardian restoration uh goods once you the expansion drops you know all that's done lock lock those uh vendors out and there you go you have some exclusive content you weren't here for a whole expansion and a whole tier of grinding out crafting and stuff i think that one's a little Here's different because the whole point of the activity was to unlock those so you've built up this city. Now all these new vendors are here. Had your server not done it, they wouldn't be here type deal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to get rid of that. No, I, I have been like, kind of going back and forth. I'm not that sure. Was just yeah. It was just a thought. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I I, I think, though, just the, from the more I've thought about it, because I have been thinking about, like, what if, like, this area is just gone in the expansion? But I, I, I feel like they're going to keep it, because I think the diadem... Is kind of functioning a lot better than it did before. It's like a gatherer kind of crafter place. Um, I agree. And and also like because the relics and stuff exist there for crafters. Mm, true. Uh, I don't think they're gonna take that away unless they're just gonna be like, oh, you didn't get the relic in the crafter relic in five Guess you're screwed. I, I don't know. I I feel like it's gonna stay. But I I think it's a good point. I understand what you're saying. Like I mean, I would like to see more stuff where like, oh, we were there for that, and here's yep. why. Like, cause I see people like I, I have one person in my uh, raid group. He's played a 1.0 so he has like the tattoo and uh the mount 
I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. And nothing like nothing else like that really exists. It is for cool. like ARR. And I, I can't count the number of times like I played older MMOs years ago or jumping into something now, you know, maybe doing a look for a first look video for MMO bomb or whatever. Uh, and I'll, I'll see something cool and I'll ask, well, where did you get that? Oh, you had to have played two years ago to get this. And initially you're like, oh, that sucks. But then you're like, that's cool. That's really cool that you have that. That looks awesome. I wish I could get it, but I can't. I wasn't there. I'll have to make sure I'm at the next one. You know, I don't know. It's little status <laughs> symbols. Hey, if they do something like, wow, you know, you got a month event before the expansion drops, put some cool stuff in there. Hey, I was there when the yeah, expansion dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they do the Scourge, uh, did the Scourge yeah. event before Shadowlands and you know, the third Scourge event. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe vary it a little bit, Blizzard. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. That's actually a good idea. A good idea. Uh, you had mentioned the expansion, Tark. It is yeah. around the corner this fall, 2021. Endwalker. Endwalker. Every Good time game. an expansion comes out, obviously, uh, most MMOs, Final Fantasy, no exception, gets a huge influx of players in the leading months up to a new expansion, usually coming in at that 5.4, 5.5 session to kind of catch up any MSQ they kind of bailed on earlier or whatever they need to finish off uh, to get ready for the expansion. And then... There's the brand, brand new players that have never played before, never got mm -hmm. on the bandwagon, got, you know, teased by a friend mercilessly until they finally decided, fine, I'll give it a whirl. For those of you out there that might fit this bucket, zero through level 60, totally free. That's the entire base game and the first expansion. Get on it, get on it, get on it. You could start downloading it awesome right now deal. while you're listening to this. If you need a friend pass, let me know. I could definitely use more, some, more chocobo feathers. <laughs> Hit up Tarkoth Gaming. I'll uh, I'll hook you up. Yeah, no problem. You send me a message. You got it, my friend. You got it. We'll both get cool <laughs> shit. Um, but speaking, maybe for those new, brand new players, or those players that dipped out after maybe Heaven's Word and just decided not to come back for a while, uh, I thought maybe we could take a, just a few minutes here and kind of give our opinions on a few. I, not, maybe not strategies, but let's pretend we're talking to our friend who has never really played MMOs before, so they don't really know, oh, I like healing, I like tanking, I like DPS, I like magic. They, they don't know that stuff. Um, they're they're going to give it a whirl, Tarkoth, because you just beat the hell out of them and because you are saving up <laughs> for the Twintania mount. Uh, yeah. Via your friend stuff. That's such a beautiful mount. That That is one of I should I'd favorite that mount. Um, it's one I still need. Let's let's talk about like having to do that stuff because Final Fantasy XIV, for as great as it is, and there is a bypass to this. We're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but let's pretend there isn't for a minute. It is kind of daunting as a brand yes. new player to jump in and hopefully catch up with your friends because it is a game, an MMO where Shadowlands fixed a lot of this for World of Warcraft. Um, I hope at some point Final Fantasy does something similar because you have to run the entire MSQ or you just don't have shit open. Like there are dungeons you can't do, trials you can't do, which means all of your yeah. randoms, your roulettes, they're, they're locked. You can't, like everything is dependent upon you doing that main storyline. And yes, they did some revamping of that in this expansion up some experience levels, trimmed some like 13% of the quests and stuff. 
I gotta be honest. I watched some uh, some friends of mine <laughs> messing with it. It is still, and it's confusing sometimes. Like I'm not sure what what I'm supposed to do next because they went off on a side path, thinking they were on the main path, and and they weren't. What do you think? Like how do you what do you recommend to a new player, Tarkoth, as far as the stick with it, the how to not get bored of the grind itself. If the during the maybe let's say the duller moments of the story, the more expositional parts of the story, uh, yeah. what class do you recommend? Like, what? How do you get a buddy into the game? Oh, I don't have a lot of friends, and then and all the friends <laughs> I do have already play. So, <laughs> talks like very my only my two friends. friends host this show with me. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> Um, it, it's that's a hard one because the game is so daunting with its almost four expansions, so ten years worth of content. I, I like to say, as, as far as classes, either Conjurer or the Lancer to kind of start out, they're really pretty basic, um, and they slowly build up uh, over time. Getting people through the Realm Reborn stuff, and people were like, "I, I want to join you. I want to play with you." I'm like, "Exactly." Yeah, I know. And you can if you want to shell out some extra, you know, little money. But like, I don't want to tell them that that's what they need to do. And there's so much that needs to be done to get where we're at. So I'm with you. I'm hoping that they, maybe not with 6.0. I hopefully with 7.0, they find something that can kind of condense that, or maybe use New Game Plus and and start people out with 6.0. You know, 6.1 story content the problem i think that they have with this is a problem that world of warcraft chronos does not have in that mm -hmm. their expansions each tell different stories where and i you could i think you knew exactly where i was going to go here with this because you nodded as soon as i said warcraft does not have this problem before i even said what the problem was I already, yeah, I already yeah. yeah you can go do <laughs> wrath of the lich king in world of warcraft and that is one complete story as long as you actually do it from start to end, it is one complete story and it's done. Yes, familiar characters come in and out of it. Yes, it might reference things that have happened in the past. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, it doesn't impact you. 14 ain't that. <laughs> if you jump into, let's say, Stormblood, you don't have one single idea what's going on, Kronos, if you didn't play the, the previous stuff. Right, they're all connected, right? It's, it's it's one kind of story just over the course of three expansions. Um, and and maybe that that's why they're trying to end this thing at six point zero. Maybe that it'll be like a fresh start. Who knows? I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I usually tell people, it's actually funny that you that you made this the topic this week, is because like the last couple of weeks, my FC's actually kind of doubled in size. We've gotten like a lot of new players that have came to play. Like I had a friend come back, and then he brought a bunch of friends. Yeah, predictable. And so we've been actually Happened teaching right people after how an expansion play. announcement is usually when it happens. Yeah, so we've been teaching people how to play. Um, and the thing is, I know we haven't talked about the skips and stuff. I know you kind of like mentioned it. Um, I want people to play from base if they have no MMO experience. Because, oh, yeah. Same. Because if you try to get them to do that kind of stuff, they're going to just be max level and they're not going to know what they're doing. They're going to be overwhelmed. Whereas like at least the uh, story, like going through it, kind of holds your hand a little bit, even though there's times, like you said, where you might not exactly know where to go, which kind of sucks, but it kind of helps if you have people there, I guess like an FC or something that can kind of help you be like, oh, well, you need to go here or something like that. Like even now, you know, a lot of the people we know don't have flights, so I'll go with a two or four seat mount and I'll go fly them around um, just to help them get from area to area. Um, 
which you know we didn't have that convenience no, but we it, it kind of helps them and now soon uh, you'll be able to take seven of them at a time <laughs> that's true Word. <laughs> Um, but as far as like a class, I know this is like kind of maybe a cop out a little bit, but in Final Fantasy, I just tell people to play what they like. I don't, I don't really think anything super hard in, in one class is crazy. Like there are obviously like more beginner friendly classes, but I don't even know if it really matters until you're like max level, to be honest. Um, and if you're trying to, and it also depends on like what you want out of your class. Like it, a lot of people don't play the game to be crazy optimal and, and do Most all these nutty don't. things. Most people right. don't. And if you just want to clear dungeons with your friends, you could play whatever class you want. You don't even have to be doing the, the craziest stuff. You could be hitting your buttons all out of order. I mean, I don't recommend it, but <laughs> um, you know, if you ever want to learn how to play, there's there's got to be things. Speaking there from a man that has used the party finder, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be frustrating for other people, sure. But at the end of the day, like I also try to understand that like everybody's not me, uh, so we're all playing the game for a different reason, even though sometimes it might be in the same content. Um, but okay. you guys might be horribly surprised, but my recommendation is Black Mage. I think, it's, like I said, and, I, and I actually, think... yeah, I mean, it's funny because I absolutely love Black Mage and Red Mage, and, sure. and, and you know, those are my mains. But mm -hmm. even just setting that aside, I think it is a very easy class to wrap your head around. Hey, I'm in a magical world. I throw fireballs, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you don't mm -hmm. have to really understand the whole concept of roles and things for a while because I throw fireballs. That's what yep. I do. I freeze things. I'm a magic dude in a magic world. Here's a magic fireball. Uh, and it's really easy. Okay, can you throw some fire until you have no magic? Then press transpose. Then throw some ice till you have mana. Then tr press transpose. Then fireball, fireball, fireball. If you could do that, cool. You're off to a good start. Like I think it's a very, very good class mechanically that gets shows you how very easy this class can be and then screws you over at the end by making it very, very difficult. So you do have, you know, particularly with movement, right? Um, I think that's every class. Yeah, yeah, honestly. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, and they all do it well. I just think the, the Black Mage is like, you, have you ever seen a Final Fantasy thing? You know what a black mage is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, if right? <laughs> like, have yeah, you exactly. ever bumped up against anything Final Fantasy in your entire life? Yeah, you know what a black mage is then. Play that. Uh, that's yeah, kind I mean, of my I, recommendation. I, yeah. I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably say like one of the physical ranged. Just because I, I think there's something daunting about all the other stuff, right? Like black mage, it's like you might feel uncomfortable like trying to figure out that switching back and forth. A healer, you know, you got to watch people's health. People might die. Uh, tank, they gotta actually, you know, keep stuff and make sure other people don't die. Like, the, yeah, people are scared of different bar. things. Um, tank whereas, like, <laughs> if you play Bard or something, like, I mean, you know, you have freedom of movement. Um, it's less punishing. You feel less punished when you're like not hitting things in the right order. I guess, like, you don't really have a combo. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> like, saying you know, like, that he had trouble with the end game rotation with Black Mage. It can be hard. challenging. All the other yeah. classes do the same thing, by the way. There's all little nooks and crannies where things can get challenging. Like if you don't exactly understand Enochian, you're gonna mm -hmm. screw up as a Black Mage. If you don't exactly understand your timing, it's not hard. Like it's not mechanically hard to hit the right abilities at the right time but you do have to have a very complex understanding of the timing of everything. Like I can, I know how many fire fours in any given part of my rotation I can cast. And I know how fast I have to be on the button to make that timing. If I'm a second or two late, I've thrown everything off and all the classes work that way. It's just different, mm -hmm. you know, different challenges, different things. But yeah. I love maybe this. Here, my biggest 
biggest thing for new players um, is play with a friend. And I don't mean come play with me or come play with Tark (laughs) or come play with Kronos. I mean, if you're a friend of mine that has never played, I will try to get a second friend that has never played and have the two of you start together. I'll be your guide. I'll help you. I'll run you through dungeons no matter what you, you need to do. But I think that is the best way to to get somebody through the content not only faster, but in a more enjoyable way too. It speeds things up and it's more enjoyable because everything's better with a friend. So I think that's the best thing I can do is like I, when I recruit a friend, I recruit two. <laughs> Just make sure both your friends aren't DPS. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just do that. Otherwise, otherwise yeah. This game does need um, a hall of the intermediate and a hall of the advanced, though. Like it's sixteen eighty. I mean, maybe a little off topic, but something a little, a little bit more training. I think that's what they tried to make skies. But it's tough because they don't really teach you a lot of things. Yeah, (laughs) and they don't. And sky doesn't really teach you a lot of things. It just is like, hey, hit a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you failed. It doesn't really tell you like how you failed or what you're doing wrong. You have to like go to forums or discords and stuff outside. Yeah. 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 So, or stuff that maybe isn't exactly, you know, legal to be using. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What stuff would that be? All right. Let's take a look at uh, some other news here. We've got a lovely animated short from Korea here Final Fantasy 14 animated short. And we've actually had different animated stuff come out, but it's mostly been from Japan. Uh, so this one's coming out of Korea. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Does anybody have a blessed clue what the hell's going on? Like what people uh, are I saying. I watched it with like trans, like Google translations on. Yeah, it wasn't great. It, <laughs> it wasn't the best. No, yeah. it wasn't great. Uh, it just looks like he's RPing in Limsa most of the time. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool looking though. I would love to see. Like, I mean, this is. Sometimes, right, cross-media ends up sucking really badly. Like, hey, let's make a cart- a Final Fantasy cartoon. And then it just barely resembles Final... F- like, if I had to make a Final Fantasy cartoon, Tark, this is how it would look. This yeah, anime I is, like, spot on with the with the, the visuals of Limsa Laminsa here with some of the, like, the quest icons above heads and, and things like that. Just the, the aesthetics of the characters. Like, this is not... A we're taking advantage of the Final Fantasy IP and making an anime type feel. This is an anime of Final Fantasy fourteen. This needs to be like four seasons of something for me. Like yeah. absolutely like tomorrow, this needs to be like four or five seasons of something. Um this it's is absolutely proof, gorgeous. This is proof though. We all have cell phones in the game, right? You have like the little emote if you uh, sign up for the cell phone app. Right. I think that's what he's technically using. Technically. In, oh, yeah. in 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 game, yeah, but in, it's a tombstone, so in, we all have game. tombstones, so we all have cell phones. Absolutely so. gorgeous. Absolutely. Now we just need mobile mobile apps in our game. We'll do you guys watch or like do a lot of outside of Final Fantasy media, like any cross things, whether it be movies or you know anime or manga or you know. card game count? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything outside in other medias. Obviously, you know, Adam and I, we do a lot of the the Final Fantasy trading card game. We're going to teach Tark how to play uh, sometime uh, soon here. I'm going to be playing right after this show, so 
uh, online on Octagon. So yeah, th that definitely counts. But like, did you like the Spirits Within? <laughs> so <laughs> no, uh, I, it, it wasn't that it was a bad movie. It was that my expectations were different for that movie. Yeah, uh, I remember like growing up. I was young, younger when that came out, and I remember like having to beg my parents to go to the theaters to see that because I couldn't drive when that came out, um, and being very disappointed at what I saw on screen. Yeah, you go it, in it just for doesn't, like expecting black mages. It doesn't and feel shit like Final Fantasy. You're in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like if you go back and watch it later. Like I've watched it later as an adult, and it's not terrible. It's just not Final Fantasy. It, it just is, has the name, and it's terrible. I mean, it yeah. is pretty bad. I. I mean, I own it's part of my Blu-ray collection. Gotta have it, right? But it's pretty <laughs> bad. Steve Buscemi, one of the voice um, actors in it, James <laughs> Woods, Ven Rames, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean. But like I remember when Advent Children came out though, and I was really excited about that. And even Advent though that's Children kind of is awesome, it's really awesome at, for what it is. Yeah. But it, if you try to like delve deeper into it, it can, there's there's some bad there. But um, but like I remember that that was really cool. The action scenes were really well done. Clint, Kingsglaive was I King thought Glaive. pretty good. I saw Kingsglaive in the theater. It only ran for like what two days or something like that in I select tried, theaters. And nothing around here had it. Like yeah. nothing around One about here. 20 minutes from our house had it. They were doing, I think, two showings, and that was it. Uh, I scooped the kids up, went. I loved Kingsglaive. But then I felt really bad playing 15 for people that hadn't seen Kingsglaive because there is a lot that happened yeah. in that movie that players really yep. should know about. Yep. Even the Brotherhood anime is <laughs> yeah. pretty well done, and yeah. it, there's some things you miss out that you don't understand if you didn't watch either one of those things. What about you, Tom? Um, Anything with, like, books or movies or what? Uh, books, no. Uh, movies, yes. Uh, all, all three that we just discussed. Uh, Spirits Within, to me, I remember seeing it the first time, and I, did, I saw it in theaters, and it was not Final Fantasy, but the visuals of that movie at that time were like, oh my god, this is so amazing. But The, the movie almost bankrupted heart, Square. Yeah, um, almost. It, it almost. It almost, it hurt them yeah. very, very badly. I was wondering where's my black mage in this uh, movie, and that was kind of sad. So, while it looked awesome, it was a little sad about the movie as a whole. Advent Children, and especially since Seven Remakes come out, you know I've got a different light on it. It's pretty awesome, especially the like the extended director's cut uh, explains a little bit more. You're not as confused going through it, but Kingsclave, Kingsclave is mwah, awesome. Stellar, I love it. This is this is my favorite Final Fantasy book, by the way. This guy right here. Encyclopedia, Eosia. I have all of those too. The uh, Ultimania books, they're back there. I'm talking about novel form. Obviously, gotcha. like all these books back here that are the Ultimania series and the dot pixel art and the art from Final Fantasy 14. All those different books they came with minions. So I I have every art book right. Um, I, th this I'm talking about novel like form, fictional novel. Uh, this is Final Fantasy 15. Uh, it's the dawn of the future. If you beat the game, um, and you still have questions after all the DLC, uh, you need to read this because this is how. If they would have continued, this is how the the primary story would have actually ended. How they would have concluded everything in Final Fantasy 15. It's the story they did not get to tell in video game form. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Now, it's also now obviously available in, in English. So uh, definitely one for, if you were a fan of 15, 
that should that should uh, that should do nicely for you. And then obviously there's like the collectibles, right? We all we all do those: <laughs> the statues, the bags, the posters. Yeah, we, we do a little bit of that stuff here, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's the stuff like statues from the collector's editions. Most of mine is from uh, card tournaments, actually, like just <laughs> like winning them and stuff. So I have like the really cool. Have you you've seen this trophy, Mike? Oh, well, he's, he's gonna he's flip his bad. bed. He's gonna I, flip his I, bed. I this ah! He's gonna flip his bed. Oh yeah, that's the local qualifier trophy for uh, what twenty yeah. nineteen. I remember like getting really excited about this, and no one really knew why, because most people who play the card game don't play the MMO. Hold, hold like, it up so the camera educated. can see it. Is that 20, this it was, was 2019, like really cool. right? Yeah, this was the first year that they did like qualifiers, and a lot of people were upset because he had to win one to uh, to get one of these. Yeah, or 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 buy one off someone that wanted to sell it. So, yeah, that was yeah. the trophy. They were beautiful, Minfilia artwork, fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's finish up here. Um, we had a pretty neat. If you didn't get a chance to read it, there's a on the PlayStation blog they put up. Um, not the PlayStation blog, the developers blog. Uh, on the uh, the lodestone, we've got the interview. This time it's with lead artist uh, Yoichi Seki. Uh, pretty interesting interview. Like they talk about some odds and ends. Uh, particularly, like I thought this was interesting when they talked about the the UI not just being you know the menus on the screen, but mm -hmm. very granular conversations about. Uh, icons for abilities and you know the um, wondrous tales uh, artwork and stickers around it and the orders paint like they talked about everything and I'm showing right now the like the blue mage icons which have a little more detail because they made them bigger uh, than actual icons uh, so you could see them in the collection then they talked about like upgrading these all the action ability icons to a higher resolution and showing like how they how meticulous it was to try and keep the same image and not make it look like it was something totally different because of the visual cues a lot of players will use for their their hot bars and things like that. I mean this was it's one of those things Tark that you really don't think about. No. <laughs> if it's don't. done right. Correct. When it's not done right is when you can't help but think about UI. Um, and this is where I feel bad for all the artists that did all the class and job UI implements and how so many people are like, it's too big, it's too gaudy, and they're using the simple versions. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I, I try to use all the, the cool looking ones because I, you know, it's put in there for a reason. And I think it helps me immerse myself into like Dark Knight. And like, hey, I got this this gauge here and I got this other gauge here and it's death Knight looking or dark Knight looking. Um, but the icons, the icon that showing those little differences, a little ray of light, just a little bit lighter or, uh, on the return one, a few less stars. Cause it doesn't really need to be there. I love the blue mage ones. Like I can look at the icon. I know exactly what that is because I know, I know where I got it from. I know what it does. One of his favorite tools for playing the game, Kronos. An Elgato Stream Deck. Mm, I want one. An Elgato Stream Deck. I got my big chonky right here. Like I've got, I got the. It's what I use for the show here. Yeah. There we go. Right. See all the, queued it up for just the relic grind. But word. Yeah, they were like, hey, any any other tidbits? Uh, what do you? How do you play? What do you like to? Use? He was like, yeah, I like to use the Stream Deck. He macros the shit out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely an interesting interview. Check that one out. Washington Post also did an interview. Now, we're, we're going to almost close the, the, the Final Fantasy XIV segment with this because I think this is important. In the Washington Post interview with Yoshi P., the headline itself reads, Final Fantasy XIV director discusses the challenges of building an always online game. Now, if you looked at some of the socials that came out for it, it referenced no Xbox version. Yeah. And I think we have to be careful here because Yoshi P doesn't actually say that in the interview. I can understand how it would be inferred by the reader by what he does say, but he doesn't actually say that that's, that's the plan. So this is directly from the Washington Post interview. Um, that This means uh, expansions beyond 2021 uh, and Endwalker because Yoshi P had, men, had said something to the effect of, we still have over five years worth of content planned for 14, which I can appreciate him like putting a, putting a stop. We're not getting rid of 14. We're not making a sequel. We've got at least five years of content planned for Final Fantasy 14. But as, at least for the near future, it won't mean new platforms. This is the Washington Post. Despite the game's success, Yoshida says a lot of his team's time is spent on creating the expansion and expansions and leaves little room for expanding to the Xbox or others as much as they'd love to see the game beyond the PlayStation and PC ports. Now they attribute this quote. We provide content on a fairly regular basis and our cycle is rather condensed, Yoshida said. And it is a fairly stable cadence that we continue to follow. We have to think about long-term planning with additional platforms. We need additional testing for that particular platform. So it kind of exponentially grows the amount of, resource, uh, amount of resources that needs to be allocated. This stable cadence is a big factor in why people are happy, blah, 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 blah. Now the inference the Washington Post article uh, author makes, uh, written by Gene Park, by the way, the inference they make there is that then there's no Xbox version. That's what Yoshi P is saying. And I can understand how you might infer that, but I don't think that's what he actually says there, Kronos. <laughs> he actually says, yeah. when we want to expand, it has to be carefully planned and we need more resources to do it because we work on a particular cadence. He does not, in fact, say that they haven't already done that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for the Xbox. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're inferring a bit too far. Uh, my, what I got out of reading it, though, is it makes it does make me feel like it's not going to happen with this expansion. But I, I could be wrong. Like you said, they could already be doing a lot of these things for Xbox. But it doesn't, he doesn't flat out say it. So I think them saying it's a bit, like, wrong. Mm -hmm. um, because I, it's just from what I read, it doesn't really feel, like, he would have just said it, right? Like, if he wanted to just say it, he would say it. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think they went a bit too far with that. And, like, I, I saw the same things you saw where, like, a lot of people were like, well, I guess we're not getting the Xbox version now because they're seeing this post. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily true. So here's an update to this piece, by the way, that happened, like, an hour or so ago. Um, yeah. This is in a new interview with VG247. Naoki Yoshida elaborated more on the Xbox version, noting there are no boundaries holding the Xbox version back. This is what he said. There are no obstacles for developing the Xbox version. 
We are able to undertake development and provide our service thanks to the immense efforts that Phil has invested. For that, we are truly grateful. The sole factors are the workload and the order of steps. Now, when it comes to the Xbox version, there's unfortunately not much I can say presently, but just that we cannot work on all the steps simultaneously and need to follow the order for proceeding with these things. Since we're currently involved in the development of Endwalker and preparing the PS5 version to follow on from the title service on PS4, it'd be appreciated if we can return to touch upon the Xbox version once things have settled. Uh, and honestly, I apologize to you two guys. I literally just found that as we were doing the show talking about this. It was not something that I forgot to add to the notes. It just happened. Sure. So Kronos, dead on to yeah, what you just us, yeah. said. Not coming yeah, this much. expansion. Yeah. And the Washington yeah. Post inferred a bit much when they socialed that one out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how... Like, when I read it, that's kind of how I felt. I just... I felt like they had kind of made... They kind of took it a step too far than what he said, yeah. and and that yeah, it just it may like he doesn't confirm it, but it makes me feel like it's not going to come within Walker, so it'll probably be yeah, somewhere down the road. Targoth, so. your island. Um, this was with uh, PC Games. Uh, had a chance to talk to Yoshi P. Just making yeah. the rounds, making the rounds. Uh, they were trying to pin him down about the island sanctuary. Sure. Uh, he said, kind of, think of it as a mo mode that allows you to create your own space without the need to fulfill requirements set up by others or competing with other players. Specifically here, he was addressing the question of, is this going to be anything like the Ishgardian restoration? And he was pointing out, no, you're not going to need anybody else, and this is much more casual, slow down, do whatever the hell you want. You can tend to your animals and crops, expand the territory on your island, and let your minions roam free. As such, it's a mode through which you can enjoy the slow life. Obviously, Tark, they tried to compare it to like Animal Crossing yeah. or, or mm -hmm. Terraria or uh, I'm not, it's not in Terraria, Stardew Valley, Stardew. things like that. He says, no, you know, we started this a while ago when all of us, including me, were bitching like, can we please let our minions run around our house? And when I saw Island Sanctuary announced, I was kind of like, why don't they just do this in the housing? I don't get why they're doing it. Apparently, according to the interview, technical limitations with housing prevented them from doing some of this stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like it's just going to be a little more casual, relax and chill, do whatever you want thing. Is it for you? Well, we'll see. Like initial thoughts are, yeah, I'll I'll give it a go and see what it's like. And I uh, definitely want to play with my minions because I got almost 300 of them. So, yeah, then I need them to spread and multiply and be joyous. Almost 300. Um, Those are rookie numbers, kid. Pump them up. Yeah. Pump them up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you, you got an edge. You buy all the damn... I, I have their minions. Music and, and books and stuff. Come on. Again, though, uh, I'm getting something anyways, else I want, too. Those Blu-ray music you. discs are fantastic. I should have mentioned those during this stuff. They're beautiful. <laughs> like, just having that on my screen over there, playing on the Blu-ray player while I'm working, and the slideshows of the art goes... Oh, it's beautiful. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but we were talking about this and they come uh, with minions ago. i don't know if you guys know yeah. this there's minions <laughs> in there you should buy them yes. for that i'm I'm sorry tark go ahead go ahead it's 40 dollars though and all i want is the minion fantastic that's, that's music like all of soken's best stuff <laughs> on those blu-ray discs it's just i mean yeah i, I apologize tark go ahead no see, I'm, seriously i muted myself i'm sorry it, it's so good <laughs> um 
I'm going to dive into it. I feel really it and see how I'm it sorry. Is. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> and I'm just going to ignore you now. Um, but we were talking about a few weeks ago how you know there's not enough maybe single player content. So maybe this kind of fills in that gap a little bit. Um, something, you know, you get away from the hustle and grind and you got your own little separate thing that you don't need to worry about anybody else. You can just chill. And I hope they put like a farm gardening um, thing in there because having to depend on your FC or your main house kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, I think feel like they're, they're kind of inferring that is that this, that's there. This still boils down to though, for me, like mentally, Chronos. If you can do this, why do we have a housing problem? If yeah. you can make everybody their own little island sanctuary instance where they can go do this stuff by themselves, enjoy the slow life, whatever, why are we having such a hard problem with housing wards? Maybe because this is like a like just its own instance with just like the singular house. I, I don't know. I don't know if yeah, that has to do with something like instance fact. based, maybe. Like this is because is why? Yeah, because I guess like the districts themselves aren't really like instanced, right? They're basically like another area. Yeah, and zones. you can walk in and out of people's houses and they're fully customizable. And I get the feeling, I know they haven't really said this like flat out, but I get the feeling that these are instanced areas that you may, I don't even know, can you even, they haven't really confirmed if you can even take people with you in there. Like, I don't know yeah. if it's just like a thing you do by yourself. Yeah, you're right. They haven't. Um, I, I, I don't really know. It, I know it's not for me. Um, oh, but... it's definitely for me only in the respect of I just want to see all almost yeah, 400. Yeah, you're just going to put your 1,000 minions yeah, out. I'm, yeah. I know they're going to yeah, limit it. The like, you could yeah. probably let 10 run away, but I'd love to see if I could just, like, make them all run everywhere. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, in other Square Enix news, we're running a little long here. Uh, luckily, none of this is too long. Outriders, next week, remember, Thursday, we'll be doing the Relic Grind at 7. And then Faye will not stream after next week's show. She will take my slot on Friday at 7. We'll go straight from the Relic Grind into a three-person stream with the three of us, the Amigos here, playing Outriders, the demo. All three of us have agreed pre-show that we will load it because there is no preload, so you have to load it that day. We will load it. We will boot it up to make sure that it runs, but then we will not do anything in it. So... Come check out the Relic Grind show, 7 p.m., and then at 8, right after the show, the three of us will be diving into Outriders for the first time ever. Uh, but in Outriders news, it is coming to Stadia, which, okay, congrats. Cool. It's also coming to GeForce Now for both the demo and the launch. So if you're on GeForce Now, you can do the demo there, too. Um, and remember, total cross-platform play here. Like, they made, like, seven-sided star on their YouTube video when they did this. Cross-play, not cross-save, though. Correct. Correct. Um, Near Replicant, we got a video. Ten minutes of gameplay, Kronos. What'd you think? Uh, They've already sold me. I I don't... It looks good. It, It already looked good. It looked good months ago. So I'm just ready to play it at this point. Uh, no, I think we got like two months left now. April's looking uh, pretty, pretty happy. Packed. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, we reviewed the entire 2021 slate for Square Enix, and it looks beefy. And then, mm. without any delays, right? We have Project Athia in January of 2022. <laughs> yeah, and and not just Square either. Like, there's other games too coming out that I'm gonna want to play in April as well. So it's looking pretty pretty month. packed. 
There's other game companies? My birthday is that month if anybody wants to, you know, just uh, help my wallet out. <laughs> Tark 2, April 1st. <laughs> give it a not, little, not a fool's joke. Give it a not little a support. Joke. A little support. I mean, this looks beautiful. Fits right in the art style. They've done a nice job with, with the touching up and the modernizing and everything. I can't wait to get my hands on this Tark and see how the systems have been, you know, modified or changed. I don't expect too many because this isn't like a full remake. Uh, but... Sure. I obviously I think think there's going to be some quality of life improvements made. I can't wait to get my hands on this. I love hearing the voice of the book again. Yeah, I played. Is I it played the, the same voice actors? By the way, I, it sounds like they were able to it, get them back, didn't it? it? It sounds like it was. Well, again, like you said, it's not a full remake, so they could take those assets from the previous and just kind of. Yeah, but they had some weird dialogue in here that I couldn't find yeah. in the original, so I couldn't tell if they just pieced together the old audio files uh, with maybe like an audio remaster on it, or if they actually recorded some new lines. I couldn't tell. Well, again, I haven't played the original of this version, so if if you have, then that's cool. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Like, I I want to get into Near Automata. I'm I'm like frothing the bit to get done with Dragon Quest Eleven so I can play it on on the this channel. Are you playing that next? Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Absolutely going to love it. Especially one of my favorite zones in that Kronos is the theme park, the amusement park. Yes. That's a good one. That's yeah. That's a great They zone. put the orchestrian role in 14. Yeah. That boss That's is awesome. Nice. Uh, by the way, Valentine's Day, don't send Square Enix anything. Those of you that you know, <laughs> send chocolates and little Valentine's gift to staff at Square Enix, Obviously, because of COVID, they're encouraging you not to do so, even though they are very appreciative. Uh, but more primarily, nobody's there. <laughs> like 80% of their staff works from home. So nobody's there to open the stuff. So, uh, Hey, were you guys pretty surprised by this? Trials of Mana released a year ago. Passed 1 million sales already. In a year, Trials of Mana, a million. Were you surprised? Like, is that maybe, too maybe high, not, too low? I, no, I thought that's probably about where they'd be, but maybe I think the series is more popular than most people give her credit for. Like, I'm obviously, sure. you know, people like us were all over this, but I don't know if mm -hmm. I expected this, the remake, to get um, up to a million in a year. I would have said over a million during its life. Yes, definitely. But I don't know about a year. I thought this would have been one that, like, everybody who wanted this one probably got it in the first quarter that it was released type game but apparently not the case Tark well this is the first time the US has had Trials of Mana right well, we, well officially we've had access oh. to uh, the ability to play them for a while maybe some okay. of them not legal uh, but we've been able to play <laughs> them <laughs> um, it, it's a beautiful game uh, I haven't dived into it too much there's just so much going on this last year um but yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, do we know the stats on Crystal Chronicles? No. When that and I'm going to say it didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one did well. But I, I'm more... I, I think it probably had great I'm day one sales and, and then went down from there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking I, of I things like that had... I feel like the Mana good. series is more popular than Crystal Chronicles. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Speaking of things that had great day one sales and then went down from there. 
Uh, Marvel's Avengers went into the Hawkeye deep dive this week. Finally, some information about Hawkeye. Guess what? Coming March 18th, so you still got a month to wait for it. Oh, by the way, that coincides with the PS5 slash Xbox Series S or X launch. That also coming on March 18th as well. But I don't know if this was enough. We didn't get any news about Spider-Man. We didn't get any news about um, Black Panther, who's rumored to be the next one from you know way back when. And when you step back and look at this one, yeah, Hawkeye's going to be fun, but very similar to Kate Bishop, right? I mean, they are protégés. Yes, they've differentiated him in, uh, in some ways as far as combat, but you're still doing the same missions. There's a little bit of story content here. You're going up against Maestro, you know, a new villain, um, that's great, but you're still killing robots. No, no. If you look at this holistically, Kronos, we have now had seven months of this game. Mm-hmm. Two characters added, no system revamps. I, and this was all the information <laughs> they gave. It's not like they gave. I read the YouTube comments. They were like, "Look, we didn't expect to be told we were going to get changes all of all, but at least tell us." where we're going i wanted just some roadmap information at least on we're changing loot in these ways you know we're, this is what we're nothing do you think they know though because i don't know if they know oh god that that is a great question <laughs> I, I i just i because like i don't if i was working for them and they came to me and they're like how do we fix this i uh, just fire me now because like i because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how you fix it um how do you fix this? Uh, yeah. What's that severance package look like? <laughs> yeah, see you guys later, dude. I'm taking an extended vacation. <laughs> and I've gone on record here saying the PS5 launch is going to be the make or break, but the parts that are still missing are still no crossplay. They really don't have a sustainable end game. Um, and only two characters in seven months. So there's nothing really that's changed. It's still the same that it was back then. There's been a ton of bug fixes, but this is, this is going to end. Yeah. And you did say, you know, PS5 next gen launch is going to be the make or break. And it looks like, unless we hear news in the next 31 days, it looks like they're going to roll into that launch with no overwhelming system changes of any type besides bug fixes and we added two heroes. It this does not look I don't, good. I don't think that's enough. Now, you can upgrade to those for free if you have the Xbox One version or the PS4 version. That's great, right? Like, I have the PS4 version. I'm not installing this on my PS5. Fuck that noise. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I really feel for fans that expected a lot more. Like, I... My, hi- my hype level wasn't huge for it. I like looter shooters, so I figured I'd give it a whirl. I don't feel that burnt by it. I did play the entire story. Yeah, maybe I overpaid a little bit because it was like half price within a month. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Last up, Nintendo Direct was yesterday. Mr. Montoya, there was some Square Enix news there, I hear. There was. Two uh, major parts. Legend of Mana that was on the PS1. It's coming to Switch, PS4, and PC via Steam. Uh, That's, I believe, on June 24th. So that's... That's pretty cool. I like that. What do you guys think of Legend of Mana? Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we just said that. I, I, well, that's nice. I do think there was bigger news at the direct that everybody <laughs> wants to hear your opinion about. I, well, I don't know. I was I mean, playing something. You were playing earlier, with right? yourself at the beginning of the show. <laughs> uh, yep. New demo for what's called Project Triangle something. What was that? Strategy, I think. Yes. Project Triangle Strategy. Yep. Um, so working title, absolutely. Um, gave me initial vibes of Octopath Traveler. I love that art style. And also gave me a Tactics Ogre vibe too. So I was on board, downloaded it immediately, um, started playing it today. It's it's great. I, I love I love it. I can't wait to get it. But 2022 on that one. Yeah, we got a while for that one, but I'm super pumped. Kronos, you and I haven't gotten a chance to play the demo, so just your brief thoughts on the, the trailer we saw. Yeah, I mean, tactical RPGs are like maybe my favorite genre in existence. Um, and th- I feel like they just don't get enough games. So yeah, anything that even like remotely feels like tactics, <laughs> I'm all for. So you fan of Fire Emblem? That's I know it's not. Uh, you know. I I do like Fire Emblem, but for me, it's a bit simple. It is. Um, I I mean, I, I don't hate them. I I do like them, and they're a different kind of take. Um, like I felt like Three Houses was very easy for my like difficulty I level. I can see that. I can see. But that. Uh, if you're into but like, like the, the more tactics ogre and and yeah. Final also, Fantasy like, tactics and the, stuff, the yeah. whole the whole like thing where you're like walking through the, just get me to the battles for that stuff yeah. like, I don't, I'm, I'm good without that stuff but i mean yeah like tactics though that's like one of my favorite games of all time so we should mention by the way too that in march uh the kingdom Hearts series will be coming to the epic game store as well yeah at full uh, price, not, obviously not but... part of the nintendo direct it is full price yeah. and it's the remakes or, or the remixes of mm-hmm. uh, 1.5 yeah. and 2.5, you know, the remix set and the, the second one's the other. So it's not like, you know, I, I honestly said, you know what, if it was the originals, I might have done it. But I, I don't know if I'm, I, you know, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan enough to to duplicate buy that game just to have it I, on. I'm uh, tempted, but I'm going to probably wait on a sale. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, all right, let's head over and do Love It or Leave It. So we, yeah, I don't need any more copies of any of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. <laughs> I got, so I have all of it. I don't need just digital copies of it now. Uh, so we kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, thank you to my hosts for uh, knowing not to say too much about it so that we weren't rehashing our opinions on this one. Uh, we did talk about the cash shop. We did talk about selling of items uh, that have been from events we did talk about the leveling experience and the main story quest and we alluded to the ability to buy your way through the main story quests a number of different skip options that can take you right through for cash and you will have already completed wide swaths of the story depending on how much you want to spend that is however the only shortcut right now of any type through the MSQ. Since it costs cash and that's the only way through, Tark, do you like the idea of something like that existing where they can bypass that? Let's say it's somebody's more experienced in MMOs. Let's take that point out of the equation, Kronos, because I know that's one you brought up earlier. They're an experienced MMO player. They just don't want to deal with the story. They want to catch up to you and play right away. Is it great that they can spend that money and immediately do that? 
Or do you take kind of the stance of, wow, that's really shitty. It's almost like they're saying, hey, want to skip the grind and get to play right with your friends? Shell out a little more. The software was on sale, so you saved money there. Go ahead and buy <laughs> this skip. What do you say? Love it or leave it, Tarkov? Oh, my God. I'm kind of in that middle of the road like because I love the story so much. But on second, third playthroughs, I'm like, can I skip all this? And just and and so I don't know. I want to say leave it. Um, but I can see and especially with more expansions coming, like it's something like this is going to be necessary at, at some point. Like they're going to need to do some sort of catch up mechanic and maybe with this whole division of the story with 6.0 to 6.1, maybe that's where they institute something like that, but I'm, I'm torn. I don't, I don't know how I re- truly feel about this. Cause it's, ah, uh, like you said before, wow. doesn't have this problem because each story is separate, but there's just a lot to get through. Gronos. We'll um, come I'm back. Tark. Say- you got to make a call here. That's the whole point okay. of love it or leave it. Okay. We'll come back. Okay. Though. So I'm, I'm going to say love it just because I like that it exists for like people that want alt characters that don't necessarily want to play through the story. Like I would never recommend anyone for their first playthrough, even if they're experienced, do this. But if I wanted to make a character on like say the Aether data center that I just want to raid with and I already have beaten the story and played the game for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, I'm, I like that it exists. So I love that it exists. Um, but it's really dependent on like the player coming in, whether or not I would even recommend using it. But I, I love that it exists. I'm going to go with leave it only because not... I like that the item itself exists. I hate the way that it's locked behind the purchase only. That's the only way to obtain the item. Uh, so I'm going to leave it because of that. I'm with you, Kronos, in that I love the item being available. But I'm going to leave it because the whole idea here is... The MSQ skip being in the cash shop, love it or leave it. And I'm going to leave that portion. Here's what I think they should do, what they could do, right? When you hit max level, whatever it is at the time, on your very first character, once per account, you get one of those. Use it on an alt if you want to roll an alt. has to be on the same account. Use it on an alt. Or pass it to somebody that's spinning up a brand new account. Can't trade it to somebody just willy-nilly, you know, Hey, I'm going to give this code. It generates eight digits. I give it to Kronos when he creates his account for the first time, his Square Enix account. When Kronos hits level 80, he'll get one, and he can pass it to an alt or pass it to a brand new player. Use it like that, not letting it be passed to somebody that has a level 40 and go ahead and skip it. I think while that would be nice, that does lead to too many problems in those becoming very available very fast. But I think if you limit it to one in account, as soon as you hit the max level the first time, by the way, I should put that caveat in there, we would not get another one for hitting 90 in Endwalker because we already <laughs> hit 80 in this expansion. So the first time you hit level cap, whatever the level cap is, you get one. You can use it on an alt if you want to, or you can give the code to somebody that doesn't have an existing Square Enix account. I think that's an, a great friend recruit type thing. Uh, that that should be done. Just my take on it. So I'm going to leave it as being only cash up, but I love this if there were other ways to do it that were a little more creative, like the the example I just gave. 
Tarkov, you got to answer, buddy. Love it or leave it. All right. You got one go of each. It. You're the tiebreaker. I, I, I'm going to go with love it. Um, but I I understand where you're changing the implementation. Um, I, I, I like that. Like you finish the 6.5 series of quests. They all get done. And oh, at the last quest, you get a story skip um, that you can use or trade. That That would be cool. So I'm going to say love it, but I hope it's implemented better in the future. I think you would have to tie it to an achievement. Yeah. You you would tie it to the level cap achievement, uh, and then it would just be a quick if-then statement. If Kronos has already received one uh, of these previous achievements, don't award item. If not, give item. Uh, I think that's the way you do it. But anyway... Let us know what you think about uh, the main story skips in the comments below and if they should be part of the cash shop or if they should be implemented in some other way as well. I don't think I'd have, I think I would be with you gentlemen and I would love it if there was some other way to obtain it. I hate the idea of them being held ransom for cash. But let us know what you think in the comments below over on YouTube or on Ready Check Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Faye will not be streaming after tonight's show. Unfortunately, she got tied up at work uh so she won't be able to stream tonight next week she will be streaming but remember it will be on friday since we will be taking the stream uh thursday for the outriders demo and you are more than welcome to come and hang out and chat and join us for that one until that exciting day chronos where can everybody find you my friend oh uh, yeah same as always just twitter below so keeping it easy it. tarkov straight <laughs> Twitch and Twitter, all at Tarkov Gaming, and also here on Saturday nights at Ready Check Radio. And don't forget to sanitize your buttholes. Indeed. <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow, follow at RC Radio on Twitter so that you get tweets every time we go live and every show we're getting ready to do, all three podcasts. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you on those servers.